What's up, everyone? It's Thursday, and it's our favorite day to listen to weekly Aida's Advice podcast. And today, I've got a special guest of mine, Anna Iosko, who used to be my teacher and now combining her passion with a greater purpose. In today's podcast, episode number 034, The Influence of Classical Music on Leadership Communication, we will be talking about classical music and its heritage, what is the relationship between classical music and the leadership communication, and why it's important to use classical music as the core. And we are starting right now. Welcome, Anna, to the AIDAS Advice Podcast. I'm so happy to have you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. I'd like to thank you, to start with, for giving me this um, opportunity. I really uh, love seeing you here at my place, and um, we'll see how far we come with our podcast. <laughs> I was born uh, back to the 38 years ago. I was born back in Belarus. Uh, that's a, a country, European country, that is uh, that borders uh, five other countries. And I moved to the Netherlands 15 years ago, and this is actually where it all started. Um, I um, graduated from uh, university, and I started my job at uh, Arnhem Business School. This is here in Arnhem. This is where we met. Yes, this, this is exactly, exactly the place where we met, I think 2012, something like that. Um, yes, and this is also how we remembered each other and kept, kept in touch. Um, and so last year I decided to, um, to switch careers in a way and I felt like, you know, the jacket's becoming too small. I missed um, uh, some creative twists in my career and I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for the 12 years of my, of my work at Arna Business School because um, this is how I... Learned much more about business, is what I, where I learned about business communication. That's where I um, had my experience of teaching. And, um, you know, then I thought, what does resonate with me and what would I like to unite in what I do? And this is um, what I started developing, um, is my love for languages, uh, my knowledge of structure of the languages, so also really the theory like linguistics and phonology and all that. My interest in business, I started to have interest in business <laughs> and entrepreneurship, and my great love for communication, because I believe communication is something that makes people connect, and this is how you can reach deeper um, levels in your relationship. Yeah. And last, but absolutely not least, my uh, great love for arts and classical music in particular. So this is a, a combination that I started um, to develop. Right. And this is what I uh, do right now. Uh, this is a combination of uh, English language coaching and specifically leadership communication. Uh, so how leaders um, communicate with themselves or listen to themselves and also communicate further with their teams and uh, companies. And that all with parallels to uh, classical music. Wow. 
So th that's a mix. And indeed the wow is, so how do you do that? <laughs> so I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? How did you come to that concept? And it's just such a unique and very rare concept because communication, leadership communication with the focus on the classical music. I mean, I haven't seen it. I mean, maybe the audience seen it, but I haven't. And I think it's a phenomenal that such there is a, such a transition from being communication uh, English language teacher towards the entrepreneurship speaker uh, being the leadership not the coach as you said as you referred but rather yeah, a specialist, specialist yeah specialist yes. in leadership communication yes yeah it's it's a, it's a language coach that that is still there yeah, yeah exactly so it's oh my god we're looking at the profile of i don't know usually uh, people tend to say you can only be expert in one but it's not true because we clearly see the full profile of multiple streams connected to each other but tell me more about how did you actually make that transition what made you make that such a move and adjustment and absolute, I don't know, swing in your career and development? It is, yes, it's a swing indeed. It's a very beautiful word indeed because swing, it's like a swing. You go back and back and forth. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. And the thing is that, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, combining all those things. And um, this is what I, um, this is how I was grown up. And this is what I value and still do is that interdisciplinary approach you know that knowledge is now much more beyond belief it's a knowledge that everything is connected every single discipline i'm now talking about language and music there are so many connections also how the brain perceives language and music and how it processes it it's very close entrepreneurship and classical music it's a lot of creativity and discipline there so you know you might see that they're very different, but they're so much connected. And um, all those links, there's some, you know, sometimes things just fall into place. The way is actually very long. The way starts back then into my childhood when I, um, when I was born. And I was born with uh, ideal pitch. So I have uh, very good uh, listening ear. And I think it also helps in coaching, you know, in order to have good listening ear. You've got to be a good listener, yes. Thank you. Um, so it's, it's a combination. So good voice, ideal pitch. So being able to hold my focus when I listen. And I think I still, I'm still practicing and I'm still exercising and making it better by listening to classical music. That's why I'm advocating it very much if you want to learn your focus, just sit and listen, and it'll bring a lot to you. So, and the classical pieces, they are, they are longer. So, you, and uh, sometimes we tend to get judgment. I don't like that piece. I don't like that piece. Just sit <laughs> and listen, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. I want to say the same to the audience. Sit and listen to this podcast because you got to learn a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sit and listen. This is exactly, this is how you exercise your attention span. This is what we um, miss so very often when we become judgmental, you know. Um, and, and this is, again, where leadership communication comes in. you got to listen. And you got to listen and you got to understand. And learn. And, and learn yeah. from from yourself, from your own inner voice when you listen to yourself, and then project it. Um, let's say, live through that and project it to to uh, your team and your company. So going back, you know, it's going again. It's like swings, so going back and forth. It's a good one. And um, 
So I uh, sang with choirs, uh, solo, like solo, I, I think every, every single week, um, different choirs, and I led them. Um, so music was always with me. I didn't finish any uh, musical schools, let's say, like an no, instrument. You didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I quit my my piano classes. My mom allowed it to. But you didn't. You didn't finish any musical school, and yet you're putting that classical mm -hmm. aspect in right now in the entrepreneurial world. And I think it also has to do very much so that love for classical music comes from the listening ear rather than the ones who perform it. Right. And so um, this is how I emerged in that. And, and at the same time, my mom said, and now you, you know, started doing classical music. Um, have you ever listened to uh, Mikhail Kazinik? said, no, never. And she just, you know, fed me with, with some links and all that. And Mikhail Kazinik is um, a person he, he does many things, but he does it in Russian. So that's for the Russian speaking audience would be a great thing, great thing to listen to. Um, he's a culturologist and um, a violin player and a philosopher and whatever, everything. And again, interdisciplinary. That's what grabbed me in, in his art. And he is producing art very much. So he also, by the way, talks about business and art. And so I visited his classical music academy. So I started listening to, um, to everything. What was possible to listen and to read to read um, uh, his book, and this is where my knowledge of language, my knowledge of business, and classical music came together. And I, you know, and I started to, to trace parallels between classical music forms and music forms like fugue and sonata, rondo. And working with students, having conversations and having meetings, you know, that I tutored, uh, for example, business plan meetings, and um, I was a student coach. And I thought, these are, these are parallels, this is what you can use. And I started to get those bits and pieces of my knowledge of classical music into, so I started to feed my students with that. Some um, picked up on that. But what I, better target audience you need, right? Students, the ones who constantly cannot concentrate yes. most of the time. Yeah, we <laughs> cannot concentrate. <laughs> yeah, do not, do not listen. listen to each other. Very um, much easily distracted. Don't want to understand. Just, just say that's bullshit. Pardon me, <laughs> pardon me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's entirely uh, true. Very, yeah. Uh, that, that's why I'm so grateful. I was a absolutely perfect uh, learning school for me, uh, really to practice with students because you could, and you could mold them. But uh, yeah, it was a perfect school indeed. And um, so then I inserted some things, um, you know, leadership and, and orchestra. Um, so I started playing with ideas all back then. And, um, you know, you could see that uh, the metaphor works so very well. And uh, when the idea came to get separated from the comfortable place of Arna Business School, you know, with a good salary, with uh, your pension plan, uh, with all possible benefits that you, that you get from, by, by working at a University of Applied Sciences. And I noticed that there was a lot of complaining, that some changes had been going on, and there was a lot of complaining, and I heard myself starting to complain. And I thought, I don't want to complain. No. Complain is counterproductive. Complaints are killing my productivity. So what do I do? 
I felt that I couldn't fit that well anymore and it was my first position and I was approaching 12 years and I thought no it's a good time <laughs> and that was inspired by uh, my uh, former mentor Heather Hansen she's now by the way um, master of ceremony of a TEDx uh, in, in, in Denmark this is how the adventure started many courses many online courses talking starting networking funny thing you can follow thousands of courses you only get to understand what it is by <laughs> jumping into it Yes, <laughs> and just doing it, and yeah. just again Nike, right? Just yeah. do it. We talked about it a couple of times. Yes, yes. Just doing, just roads with flow and with huge bumps, with looking back and reassessing for what you've been doing. Um, an amazing journey. You know, I truly believe in that because you can learn as much theory as possible. You can really even learn the definitions if needed. Mm -hmm. You can become a great networker or whatsoever. But you really, before you start, you can't feel the actual reality. And same when, you know, it's quite an offer, um, a very famous trend. You can never understand how to be a mother until you have a child. You can read tons of books, you can uh, watch a lot of videos, uh, nice and not nice ones, but you can never understand what it is to be a mom before you actually have a mm. child. And you know, you've mentioned one of the one of the things you said that classical music is, is fading away or rather people don't listen too much for that. Why do you think is that? Is that because maybe classical music leaves you one-on-one -on -one with yourself? and that somehow scares many people. Why do you think it's actually fading away? Now, the thing is, um, and I'll, again, I don't have any statistics. That's my own observation, and I do believe that classical music will come back. Uh, will come back because it is an integral part of civilization. You cannot wipe it out. And every single time that you listen to rock or pop or even heavy metal, there is an influence from classical music and I think it's uh, it'll come back it has so much uh, spirituality in it it has so much depth so much wisdom right. inherent to pieces of classical music that it's it's just impossible to describe in words yeah. uh, you exactly you have to sit and listen and yes it might be confronting yes because if you listen very carefully you'll have silence in your head You'll only um, absorb, or you will be absorbed by classical, you, and that silence, when you have nothing else to chew on and your mind becomes still, that can be very scary. Because this is, you know, you are in the purest form. That's at least what it does to me. And if you, and when you, when you say that it's very um, vulnerable, it's also spiritual to actually tuned out and listen to yourself and being one-on-one -on -one with you when you practice this more and more in your day-to-day -day, daily yes daily, daily yes exactly daily what exactly like what was the biggest impact like how did it help you out in general and it can be on a different topic it can be a professional level or it can be that swing transformation that we talked mm -hmm. about but like how what was that so much that helps you on a daily basis what's very inherent to classical music is flow 
and that's a constant direction forward. Now, even if you have musical inversions, you know, uh, many composers like Bach or Rachmaninoff, um, now Paganini, what, what they do is, you know, they, they sometimes just invert their music. You hear the melody and then a couple of seconds they just invert. We think it's a new melody, but it's the same thing, but it's inverted. You think it's back, but it's still always a direction forward. And to me, it's an infinite direction. So it's a sort of infinite game and finite game with finite game with your goal mm -hmm. and an infinite game with a purpose now to me um, the sound of classical music that always a direction forward and a funny thing even if we think every single piece comes to an end but it's a lingering emotion then you will listen it lingers and it is always a direction forward so to me it's a symbol of going on whatever it is towards your purpose. Leadership communication, because leadership to me is again uh, showing the way, it's the way forward. And classical music as a metaphor, as the right. most beautiful metaphor. So, you know, so three things and classical music is all about listening and willingness to understand. And language is about being able to express yourself. So three things that my business um, has as their pillars is listening, willingness to understand, and using language as a uh, as a tool, yes, yeah. as a tool. Oh wow! I'm I'm listening to this whole story, and I'm like, basically, I'm at the art class right now because it's a it's such a beautiful um, combination where there is so many people. I'm sure that many people would question how do you actually mix uh, classical music with entrepreneurship and the leadership communication, right? Because in a nutshell, they would say, oh, it's about being having a great voice or is it about being a more tough as a leader or you know and people have different interpretations but it's so beautiful how this concept came to life and to be a great leader with the great communication skills and being able to express you also need that bass which is a classical music and that makes you a confronting and you know what leaders do confront themselves every single time daily yeah yeah, absolutely. And when, you know, when I started um, um, thinking about, okay, who am I, who am I going to serve? A leader to myself, who am I going to serve? Um, I wanted to tackle international, still do, <laughs> international <laughs> interdisciplinary teams, people that come together, just like different instruments in an orchestra, and they have to perform, and they have to reach a goal, so that, that's... Uh, you know, smaller than a purpose, but they still have to deliver. They, they have their deliverables. They have to deliver results and as quickly as possible. Um, and then, you know, I started twisting that concept and thought, okay, if I have become a leader to myself and I feel that with my concept of classical music, I'm, I need to go one, just one step up and start with leaders. So, so that they harmonize their leadership communication, that they make it sustainable. That's why sustainability is absolutely uh, at the core of everything that I do, mm -hmm. is building sustainable relationships. It's what communication is all about. Right. Making human connection, building trust, and let give it a nice label, sustainability. It can be everywhere and also in your relationships. And I, I, I need to tackle leaders so business leaders 
project managers, any management professionals that they are, so that they first they harmonize within self-leadership and then they project it to their teams. And I do believe that classical music can serve as metaphor, as an example to practice that all. In one of my talks, I compare these ones as, for example, as for the project leaders, as how to run a project. You have this exposition phase when um, themes come in and they often are, they um, often reach the conflict. So you have you have an idea, you have a goal. So I, we need to reach this or we need to reach that. And in exposition, you start to actually um, create the goal of your project. You start, um, you say, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that. You give the roles to people and you sort of set a stage as an exposition. Then becomes, then comes, sorry, a development stage and then all your creativity, paradoxes, then you test things, you do your research, you speculate, you do whatever. Everything is allowed. The same as the music. Everything is allowed. Composers um, introduce new top, new themes. Uh, they play with um, with um, harmonies there as well. So many things that they do. Just don't want to go into theory. Really trying to keep it as simple as possible for for a, let's say for a non professional ear. But this is the phase for creativity. Right. You do whatever you want to, and then you come to a recapitulation theme. And what happens there? Things that were in conflict in the beginning, in your exposition phase, they um, they come together and then they are played in the same dominance. So they actually have, um, uh, they come to the same place, they the same collide. position. That's the thing, that they collide in the first place, but they, they, become, they become aligned to each other right. at the very last phase. Um, and this is what we want in project. We want to allow, you know, to paradox to creep in. We, we want to allow conflict because that's what, what makes us sharp, right? But at the end, we would like to reach a harmonious result. Of course, of course. And uh, so the again, master. listen, listen to Beethoven. Listen to Sanson. Listen to many symphonies. I mean, um, and. Try to grab, you know, how how things are being developed. You can right. learn so much from it, and again, in harmony, and things that sound so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Anna, it's a beautiful concept. It's amazing and it's fascinating, and I clearly can envision. And not just because I have the musical background, but it's really resonating super well, and you can literally transform it into a very digestible and understanding concept. And I think it's. I honestly think that all leadership um, and businesses really need to use that. But uh, uh, but I'm, I'm more curious on like because we we've uh, I've understood your concept and what, what how how is the classical music becomes basically a metaphor for the leadership communication yeah. as Metaf you communication mm -hmm. as specialist. Why would you think that like why would they benefit so much from it from this concept? What is it that inside so very much the core essence for the leaders? Because, you know, leaders are different. There are different leaders across the different industries. They all have their own different styles. Someone, like, like we just speaking back to the music, right? Perfect, yes. Someone loves punk music. Someone loves classical. Like, what is it about that classical music? 
Now the thing is that classical music as such is also very different. Composers are very different. The core, the core thing, and to me the core skill that you can exercise with classical music and use that inherent wisdom is listening and willingness to understand. And I say willingness to understand because we, we sometimes think that we understand, but we're not willing. And that willingness to understand is actually the open-mindedness. Willingness to get someone else's idea, opinion on them. But your first step is always to listen. And that's to me a very beautiful parallel to listening to classical music. And that's the uh, why I always use that in my when I work with leaders, when I work in my trainings. Music is with me. Honestly, I put on uh, different pieces and we listen in silence. And the thing is, with listening to classical music, you can um, become present, become still, and also try to identify smaller parts and how they combine in a beautiful whole. What else does leader need, actually? For the leader, it's very important to see smaller parts, to listen to voices, but then make it to a bigger, harmonious whole. That's the listening part and the willingness to understand. Um, this is where classical music comes in with different styles, but always um, based on uh, harmonies. And harmony communication, harmony uh, is it, how, do you, how do I connect to my inner voice? Mm -hmm. And then how do I uh, listen to others? try to understand and then make a bigger bigger picture out of that. That, that is to me what leaders uh, and whatever styles of leadership they have, the underlying thing is listening, willingness to understand and again my third pillar is using your language wisely. And would you say that classical music can also, because you know many times leaders are one of the one of the ones who are constantly faced with the stress. It's a continuous stress, it's a continuous accountability and, and responsibility for the ones that you are leading. Um, whether it's a project manager, it can be just a, a manager or it can be just a, 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 even a specialist in mm -hmm. the project um, as a leader or as an owner of the project. Yeah. And they tend to come across, and I also with my experience tend to come across with a lot of stress and a lot of, and sometimes you know, the opinions of other can also become buzzy, right? It becomes a massive chaos in a head. And would you say that the classical music also helps you in the stressful situations? Certainly. It could calm you down. The thing is that um, classical music has influence on our blood pressure and it has influence on, uh, on heartbeat. And uh, so it can be used as stress release. But again, if I may just you know come back to this concept of you get stress if you are cling to your idea mm. if you believe that your opinion is the best one and that you actually isolate or block uh, block others opinions and you stop listening because you would uh, sort of run a mental comment or oh, i don't like the thing or oh, does it's a bad idea while if you just listen and it's you know it's easier said than done that's why i i yes. believe you can better practice with classical music when no one's around you you practice your listening skills very practical very technical it's easier to listen to classical music because you can stop it 
and listen again. Now, you don't have those chances in very often when you have a conversation with a person. So I would say even use that piece of listening to it. Why I keep saying classical music because it has a different dynamics. It has that continuous flow and it's always a movement further and hardly ever movement back, actually movement further to a certain purpose. Um, so many benefits, calming you down, ignites your brain, gets the creativity into it, but also just exercises, builds up actually, builds up your listening muscle. Thing is, is that you don't have to follow others. I'm not saying that. You don't have to like what others are saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that as well, but you might consider. Right. This is, if you remember, our class is giving feedback. Consider, be open with others again. And there is always something, always something you can learn from. And you might adjust again your information field. You can might adjust, and this is when it becomes less stressful. Why become stressful with leaders very often is again the time pressure. Time pressure arises when there is no clarity, when there is a lot of talking and no listening, and all comes back to communication. Everything comes back. And if we, at least every single meeting, every single conference, if we learn to stay focused, to stay present, yes, to guaranteed up till 30 to 50 percent of your time will be spared you will be more i'm not talking about efficiency don't like the word effectiveness yes yeah 100%. effectiveness will be there and again uh every so every time i work with people i never talk about uh i, I never talk that's wrong i don't go <laughs> very deep into the systems of classical music but i do give it as an example so look Use it. It's there. And it is so inherently wise. It's there. Available to anyone. Everywhere. Go to Spotify. <laughs> go to a concert. Go. It's everywhere. And so, so, so wise. You know, when we close our minds, we close our ears. And, you know, I, I genuinely believe, because I've been there myself in that same shoes, when I would close my ears and I don't want to listen to anyone because you put, I don't know, Tons of sleepless nights, a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of hundreds of adjustments of that swing going within the management's approval and uh, and different rounds of feedback are going on. And of course, by the time you present and you think, okay, this is it, the moment. And that comes with the assumptions and the expectations of people, which also comes from somehow not being able to be satisfied with the level of work that you have done so far. And then people most of the time come to the conferences and let's say if they receive still harsh feedback and not pe and people not liking it or people even suggesting the um, some kind of changes and adjustments, that's when they lose it. That's many times they say, I have had it. I have had enough of this document. I've had enough of this project or it's very complex. And it is so true that you know what I what I I think it should be now speaking to you and really learning about this classical metaphor in the business community in the in the leadership communication. I almost think like there should be a terminology or even a trend going on among the companies. Not about oh we have lack of communication. It should be we have lack of listening. 
I often see um, business leaders also saying that business is a completely different world, yet business exists because of people. It exists because of work. It exists because people put their beliefs, their hearts in the work. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's forgotten because then you think it's harsh, raw numbers, but it's not. If there are no peoples, no organization, no matter what kind of business concept is there, no matter how long it exists or how phenomenal and innovative it can be and how many robots you have to produce that product, if no people, there are no, there is no business existing. There is no growth. And, and at, especially at that particular, um, um, how do you say it, concept, it's important the communication piece is so extremely important and listening mm -hmm. because we can lift up each other, but we can also smash up each other. And, and I believe genuinely that, and yes, and I know this is more for the audience to understand. We are talking about business because this is rather examples given that are rather existing trends that can be understood by the majority of the people. But you know what, I, you know, when we say leaders, Everyone is a leader because everyone is a living human and you have a life, your own life to lead. at stake yes. to lead and to make the best out of it. So it is like applied to everyone, not only the business people or necessarily or the speakers or entrepreneurs. It's for everyone because each one of us is leader of something. Yes. Leader, can be a leader of your family, your yourself, leader. Yes, leadership is um, it's a very broad concept, and again, I embrace it and let it be broad and uh, let us talk about it and um, you know speculate about it, dream about <laughs> it, but um, let it let it be. It's a beautiful topic. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I, I know, uh, I, maybe I shouldn't be asking this question, but everyone, I'm sure the audience is super excited to find out how do you, you know, the how, how do you apply the classical music to the leadership communication apart from what we understood already as a concept as what and why it's, it's so important to have that and being a great listener and being, because that's a core, core strength to become a great leader. But like, would you would you be able to share some snippets just a bit and i know and i know of course you have your own programs coming up and you have your own events which we are all super going to be exciting and i'm attending them 100 mm -hmm. good 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 <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I would love i would love to i mean i think the audience would love to hear some of the one major snippet i just let uh leaders listen to classical music and then we'll talk about it about what what's coming up um, we play, um, I play my own selected pieces that the ones I believe actually more or less, you know, illustrate the company. And my, this, this is, as I always say, this is my, this is my choice. Um, and we listen to each other's pieces. I always let them select their own pieces and present them. And we can, you can do many things with that. You can, um, let let people who communicate well with each other listen to their pieces, see whether they have any any uh, things that coincide. And people who do not work well together, whether they are willing to listen to their pieces of music instead of talking to themselves, to, to each other, sorry. See what I mean? So the music represents a person, yeah. actually. Yeah. Ah. Uh -huh. 
And this is where beautiful things happen when people who cannot communicate, they start communicating through, uh, through pieces. And this is very They're interesting because music. it becomes a very personal choice. And very. if you are... Very. And it's a, it's a whole different level. And that's why I say uh, I um, work with management team. Uh, it's funny. You won't believe it. It's true. People don't know that much about, about each other. They might know, you know, someone has uh, oh, li yes, lives please. there, lives there, has so many kids or don't have kids, and you know, has some good hobbies, skills. <laughs> whatever. Yes, but when you much. talk, this is establishing connection. When you talk about art, and I mean, classical music is something I like. I can talk about um, fine arts, as in paintings or uh, literature or um, many things that you know. I don't, I don't always, I, sometimes I see that people even didn't know they like Shakespeare in the same, you know, this is a whole different thing because there, there is a deeper level of understanding and connection, the arts level. And you know um, that I used to study with a very renowned scholar. She's, uh, unfortunately, she, she died a couple of years ago. It's from Belarus. She's not that famous around, around the world, but the thing is, that the ones who know her, many, many programs by in cybernetics are, are uh, based on, really programming are based on, on her system. It's a system of knowledge. Okay. Now, and uh, that's the, the, how you see the world. Um, that's how she saw the world. Uh, very, very beautifully, she, she actually uh, included art because she drew everything by hand. Mm -hmm. And so she created this multi-level system and with a hierarchy. Now, and uh, beginning with biological, uh, so physical, biological, chemistry, and all, and at the very top, very top, something that governs, governs, not only the country, but governs the world, were, uh, so mathematics, arts, and languages. So three things that she saw as, as governing things, as, as also your consciousness, Beautiful. let's say. And back then, when I worked with her, I worked on natural languages, and, uh, and let's say that that's um, 15 years, yes, 15 or 16 years ago, I worked with her uh, during my last year at university, writing a paper, and, and I worked on natural languages, on structures of natural languages, and uh, computerizing them. So that, that was the whole topic. It never went that way because I moved to the Netherlands, so this is stopped more or less, but it never... Um, I never got loose from understanding the world as a complex system. Language is a system, music is a system, world is a system. This is how I see things and how I can link things very quickly. So I wasn't puzzled with mathematics. I wasn't puzzled with, with languages mm -hmm. because, you know, mathematics has rules, it can, uh, languages have rules, but I was puzzled with arts. So arts, what does it do? Arts um, is a creative way of showing mathematics, of showing language, of using that all in the surface. I mean, if you take golden proportion, yeah. clearly 100% math, many companies use that in their logos on how to... Oh, yes. Ma many um, exchange, how do you call that, the uh, trade, trade exchange, tr no, whatever, when, the way they call, when they sell stocks. Just forgot the name. <laughs> uh, they use it for their algorithm. Golden proportion is used, and you know Fibonacci uh, sequence is used for um, for how you know forecasting sales and all that. And it's everywhere in art. It's it's everywhere. It's in music. 
If you look at Mozart, if you look at everything, it's just built much of literature, Shakespeare, built on golden proportion. Um, da Vinci, golden proportion everywhere. Michelangelo, golden proportion everywhere. Yeah. And this is it. This is how we underestimate the power of arts if we just connect to arts and go deeper that we can see world we can make connections we can make associations much more faster and much more easily train your brain this is this is an exercise and i'm talking about true arts every single logo of a company is an art because there is a special identity that represents what your company stands for toyota voila twitter swoosh Every everyone has golden proportion into exactly. in, into their uh, built into their logos. It's kind of brand, it's kind of brand identity. And again, tied to the business again side. Well, Anna, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom, so much knowledge, experience, expertise. Oh my God! Like I don't know, I'm gonna right now try to find out all the synonyms, but I'm actually blocking because I'm so fascinated with your thank story. You. It's it's beautiful, and I I will make sure that I will leave Anna's contact details so you can always reach her. But I am just you know because I want to talk to you so much more, and I know you cannot spend with me 24/7, but I really do, and I really would love to know. I, I, like, do you have any programs or any events coming up that you may be organizing? Because I'm sure so many people would love to come to you and really listen, learn from the best ones, how to listen, first of all, ignite that and become the best leaders of themselves. Thank you. Um, there are a couple of things coming up. Um, I'll be launching a business breakfast that's meant for business leaders or management professionals or project leaders that will be held in, in Arnhem in a business boutique. So we'll have, um, and we'll talk about leadership communication and we'll have very certain um, case studies. Let's say people who come there will bring their own case studies. And uh, so that's one and a half hours of, um, of connecting and uh, meeting new leaders and actually sort of consulting each other and doing that in English. And then an event that's my first one that that'll take place on the 19th of June at least it's now it's almost it's almost certain um, it'll be held in Amsterdam and I'm also inviting live musicians to there um, so we'll have workshop or reading session when I will have a conversation about leadership and um, actually arts but but classical for me will be classical music because it'll take we'll be listening to live music and I'll be really showing parallels between uh, leadership communication and how how to communicate with yourself within yourself and then radiate that into your team so uh, all management professional business leaders who it, it doesn't matter whether it's a big company or a smaller one if you um, I'll, do, I'll do everything in English so that I um, um, I'm also very much excited to go abroad. So if, if, if there are any listeners abroad, um, you can book me either for a keynote or for a um, workshop like this. And two days, one day, two days workshop, it depends um, how much time uh, you have. So everyone um, who is willing to get their leadership communication to a whole different level, being willing to listen well, willing to understand and use their language, I mean English language in this case, with clarity, chunk their message so they are clear uh, what, they, uh, what they would like others um, to understand. They are welcome to 
get in touch with me and I'm again I'm, I'm, I will be thrilled to um, to go abroad and to to travel to present my ideas to a different audiences so um, yes those two events in the Netherlands but I'm very open to international opportunities as well and I would like to thank you and it's a good <laughs> thing that we that we connected after so many years again we <laughs> Um, entered each other's uh, each other's information fields, yes. um, so that we met and that we today met again and hopefully um, yes and yes we are meeting this uh, this yeah, week this Thursday <laughs> this Thursday again uh, this is not for pro- <laughs> professional speakers association yes so they will keep in touch and um, no, thank you thank you so much Anna um, guys I I'm demanding you to sign up for all the events and really learn how to listen because this is how you can actually become the best out of yourself and become the greatest leader of your life of your family of the business of your team anything that is out there and i will leave i will make sure that we'll share the details of anna that you can always get in touch book her have a conversations always send an email it's just one click away from becoming the best version of yourself one more time Thank you so much and yeah, we wish you all to have a fantastic day. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Together we create happy, healthy and successful community. There is much more yet to come, so check out my site on www.aidasadvice.com. You can subscribe to my podcast through different platforms to be the first to know when the new episode is released. Definitely say hi to me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And stay up to date on the coolest, greatest fuel towards beautiful and fulfilling life.